This is episode 11 of the Just Get Started podcast, and my guest today is founder of the Skinny Confidential, Lauren Everts. Let's get it started. Just get started. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey where we talk with people from all different walks of life that all really have that same fire in their belly, that they want to break out of the box, you know, the society norms, and really go after things that made them fulfilled. And what you guys are going to be able to take away from a lot of this is not only philosophical advice um, that will really help you start thinking differently change your mindset, um, but also practical advice that you can take into your own little um, endeavor, whatever it may be, and help you get better and better at that. So as we go through each of these episodes, I hope you kind of see this as a little guidebook, if you will, on your own journey, where you guys can kind of pick little things here and there um, and and take those back into your own particular lives and and hopefully it'll help you get further ahead than you were uh, before you listen to it. So let's jump into the interview today with my guest, founder and creator of the Skinny Confidential, Lauren Everts. And Lauren's name is spelled L-A-U-R-Y-N-E-V-A-R-T-S. And she can be found all over online, has a tremendous online brand um, at the Skinny Confidential, whether it's Snapchat or Instagram or her YouTube videos. But it all stems back to her website, theskinnyconfidential.com. That's where it all started. Um, She's been blogging for like eight years. So if you can imagine, she's put out content almost every single day. So imagine the wealth of information that sits on that website, um, whether it's around fitness or fashion or you name it. She kind of covers all the bases. Um, I know you guys are going to really enjoy her style as well. She's a straight shooter, and she has so much passion around what she's doing each and every day. You see that shine through in the work that she does. So I hope you guys enjoy the interview today with Lauren. And without further ado... Let's get it started. Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. No, I'm really excited to uh, to talk through a variety of different topics with you today. And um, let's go right into it because I know we have a, a short amount of time today. Um, really wanted to get into it to talk about your journey, kind of where you're at today. It, you know, it didn't start yesterday. There's, It's been a lot of years in the making. And one of that, I'm talking with a lot of different folks about you know, how their upbringing was, how that led to maybe some of those things they've learned in those years that have helped them to where they're at today. And I don't know how much you get into this with um, your audience or not, but it might be helpful to share a little bit of your background. Tell about your childhood a little bit, some of the things that went on early on in your life prior to kind of getting in and, and doing your own business and the like. Yeah. So I think that I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit in me ever since I was little. My dad was very much about creating his own future. And um, both of my parents kind of beat it to the tune of their own drum. Uh, I definitely from a young age was always someone that wanted to do it the way I saw it and not listen to, you know, what society was telling me to do. Um, I go back super far and I remember doing things like um, building a stand from Home Depot and making like an embroidery stand and, and, and selling it when I was like, you know, 10 years old, selling like my embroidery designs or 
you know, doing like the lemonade stand, all that kind of stuff. I always was trying to find ways, um, to bring, to bring value and do something that was fun while also, you know, making my own money. So I started working when I was 14 years old. I've always worked my entire life. That's been something that's, um, never stopped. I like to make my own money. I like to be in control of my own future. And I think that, you know, when you work, you, you can, you have systems in place to get you to different goals. So, um, high school, I spent the whole time working a lot of, a lot of the time when my friends were out, I would be working, making money. Um, and from, from there, you know, I I grew up in a high school where it was very much like, um, everyone got handed like a brand new BMW at 16. And I kind of had to find ways to figure it out. Cause you know, I had to buy my own car. I had to figure out ways to get what I wanted and go through different doors. And I think if I look back at my childhood, the theme of it was kind of figuring it out, everything I had to figure out on my own. And I think that's really been the foundation of what I do now is finding different ways and finding different doors to go through that maybe people aren't looking at. So I'm always finding angles and, um, implementing systems and, and finding strategies that will work for what I want to do. If someone tells me, no, I, I never, ever, ever, um, try to think of it as a negative. I always try to find a different way through another door. Hmm. So that was kind of my entire childhood was figuring it out. Um, a lot of work. Um, and when I say work, I worked at a boutique, a lot of restaurant jobs. And when I got out of high school, I did what society was telling me to do, which was to go to college. And while I was in college, I started to be like, wait, this is, this is like it. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to go here and then I'm going to go get a job. Something wasn't feeling right. And I can remember the way I felt. I felt very much like what's going on here. This isn't, this isn't what it's cracked up to be. I'm spending all this money on college, taking out student loans, and I'm going to go work for someone else and build someone else's company. And at the time I look back and I realize that's just like the entrepreneur in me. But at the time I did not know that I had a, a need, not, not even a want, a need to be an entrepreneur. Like there was, there was no way that for the rest of my life I could go work for someone else. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I started bartending. And I started teaching Pure Bar and Pilates. And the the reason behind Pure Bar and Pilates is because I had this idea for a fitness blog and a health and fitness blog. And I thought that I needed credibility before I launched it. So I I knew that when I launched it, I need to be strategic about it and not come into the blogging world as a know-it-all, but more as someone that's been doing it. So I started taking Pure Bar and Pilates, teaching them. Um, becoming obsessed with it and just taking notes on everything I could find in health and fitness. And at this time, I was also attending San Diego State, like I said, and I was in a sorority for like two days. <laughs> and I, I couldn't believe that they were charging $800 a semester to essentially be a part of a community. And so I was like, how can I take this, put it online, make it open to everyone and cultivate this community for free? And that's when, like, I knew that this was an idea that I wanted to pursue and this was a career that I wanted to do. And I knew from the get-go that I was building a brand, not a blog. So I see a lot of people now come into this industry to make money and their intention is to make money. I look back at my intention when I came in and my intention 
was to create a community and to create a brand and to grow it strategically and to not just worry about making money. So I was bartending until like 12 or one in the morning and I would get home and I would return all my emails and work on a blog post and edit, go to bed at like three 30, wake up, um, you know, teach Pilates and pure bar, come back home, shoot all my pictures do a blog post, go to work. I remember being in the bathroom at work while I was bartending, working on my blog, just being obsessed with it, taking notes, having like a trapper keeper full of ideas and rinsing and repeat. And I really, really, again, and I keep saying this because sometimes I, I, I talk to a lot of different influencers. I, I went into it with that intention of community value, bringing quality to the audience and not so much about money. I wasn't worried about money because I was working my ass off on the other end. Yes. And I think that if you really believe in what you're doing, it's not a big deal because you can be a visionary and you can see what's ahead for you. Yeah, that you know, that's interesting. And you're saying that because I, I think it's part of, you know, just life in general right now, the instant gratification. People are like, yeah, you know, if I'm going to do something online, yeah, I, I got to make money quick. I got to, you know, I got to do whatever. And they don't think of that long play of like, hey, what's going to make them fulfilled in life? And ultimately, the money comes. Would you agree when you're fulfilled in life, you're happy and you put those extra hours in because you love to do it? The money is a byproduct. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's like, instead of looking at the money as the goal for me, I've always looked at money as a byproduct. So it's like, if I can, like what you just said, like if I can create the community and I can provide the value and I can create the brand, then the money will be a byproduct instead of leading with where's the money? How am I going to make money? What brand partnerships can I have? I really believe intention in anything you do, whether it's even a podcast interview or anything, your intention ultimately comes to the surface. And, um, if I was an influencer starting out right now today, my intention would be to provide value to the audience. That's my first intention. Awesome. Yeah. That's, and that's great. And that's why I love the stuff that you're doing online. And that I see is, is that it's all about bringing back value to people. Cause you're doing a variety of different things I know, which is great. So let, let me, let's put a pin in that for a second. Cause I do want to step back just a little bit in time. And by the way, too, can, when I, I'm going to ask this about, um, if you can give folks just a timeline around like you were saying in college and starting, because remember, you know, the internet's only been around for so long. So people know like blogging, was it that early on when blogging was just kind of coming about or give me a, a time frame for the audience, just so they have some context. So I started blogging eight years ago. Um, I have blogged five to seven days a week since, um, I started making money after two and a half years of blogging every single day. And I told when I first started out, blogging was not a thing. It wasn't cool. It wasn't like the thing to be, there was nothing like nothing cool about it. Really. It was just, you know, not a big deal. And I remember I, I bartended at this super exclusive bar in San Diego. And I told this old man that was a customer of mine, uh, he was drinking a whiskey on the rocks. I'll never forget this. And I told him, I'm going to be a blogger. That's what I'm going to be. Um, and he looked at me and he started laughing and like, just didn't take it seriously. And he was the inventor of the airbag. Mm. And for me, that story was like such a strong time in my life where I had this epiphany where it was like, you, you have to do what your intuition tells you. You can't listen to all these other people and everyone else's opinion. It, it's not his fault that he laughed at me. It's that he 
he he wasn't seeing where the the world was going with the internet and i you know was a different age in a different environment and i was and so if i had listened to him you know who knows what i would be doing but i think that it's it's really important to know that if you want to do something and you want to be loud and make a big noise you, like your podcast says you do just have to get started but there is a lot of hard work dedication discipline um, you know, that comes with it. And, and like I said, this is something that I have literally worked on seven days a week for eight years. It's definitely not something that happened overnight. Um, it may look like that from the outside. I'm like very well aware and self-aware enough to understand that it may look like that to people, but this is something I've been creating content, you know, for, for a long time. I don't even think I've nicked the potential I want to get to. I'm very much thinking about the whole vision of it. Um, but it is a long-term play. It's not something where you just put yourself on the internet for a few months and you make money. Mm -hmm. Well, I, and I appreciate you telling that story there because that actually one is going to transition nicely to my next question, because one of the, the big quotes that, uh, over the last couple of years that I've really taken to heart is actually from, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, where it you know, basically says permission, you know, you basically don't need permission from anyone. And just kind of go out and do it. So that transitions nicely is because I do want to get back to you. And you talk about this candidly around your dad giving you a copy of Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk back at the beginning of this all. Um, I'm always big on serendipity. Like, can you talk about like, why do you, do you know why he, why do you give that to you? Or where, where did that, he come across that? Can you share that story a little bit more in depth? Yeah. So my dad's super entrepreneurial. Like I said, he, um, has followed Gary before Gary was a thing. And, and he gave me that book. And this is like when I was launching the blog and like, it, it just aligned for what I was doing. And the thing that I love about Gary that I try to showcase to my audience too, is you can do you and be to the tune of your own drum and who gives a shit what everyone else thinks. It's like, you can't worry about what your mom or your dad says or what your sister thinks or your friends from high school. And I have, I have so many stories I could tell you about you know, people, people being negative and, and people, you know, telling me I can't do that. Or, you know, I've had, you know, a, a friend from high school that said, I don't want to go on her website because I don't want to give her a hit. There's so many stories like that. But if you listen to the outside noise, it takes your energy off what your goal is. So, you know, I wake up every single morning with a thermometer of energy and, um, I, I can only give off so much a day and you have to choose where you put that energy. So I think if you're listening to what all these like naysayers say, it's just taking your focus off your end goal, taking away from your energy. Um, as going back to crush it, he gifted me that book. And, um, I obviously read the whole thing, everything that Gary was saying, and it was stuff that was so different than what other motivational speakers, um, or social media gurus were saying he was, he was basically saying to go where consumer attention goes. And when I was reading this consumer attention was going towards the internet. And G Gary's always said that if consumer attention went back to the radio, Gary would say, move to the radio. So I really just look at him as someone that's always looking forward. He's forward thinking he's evolved and he's always looking 10 steps ahead. Um, and as an influencer, it's very cool to look up to him as a mentor because it, he's always thinking outside the box. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things too, you mentioned, and, and I'm curious, you mentioned there was a gap 
um, between about, you know, I think it was about a year or so from when you read Crush It to, I think, starting um, the Skinny Confidential. Was that just a getting, were you kind of setting the pieces and, and kind of putting the ducks in a row? Was it just you kind of that, it, is this something I want to do? Like, again, that almost self, um, maybe some self-doubt or anything. Can you share that, you know, because a year is, you know, could be a long time for some people that are listening that, yeah, you know, I've had self-doubt or I haven't been able to launch it. Maybe she went through something similar. I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, I think with Crush It, it wasn't something I just consumed all at once and put away. It's been, it's been something like a guidebook. Like I got it. Um, I had the idea for the skinny confidential. And then, um, from there I would refer to it, look back at it. Um, the idea launched and then I would refer to it, look back at it. It's kind of just been a book that's helped guide the process. Um, I think if you're out there and you have self-doubt, I think that's wasting energy on the self-doubt when you could be putting that into the work. I think there, if there's something to be said about just putting your head down, you know, cutting out the self-doubt, cutting out all the outside noise, cutting out what your parents have to say, cutting out all the opinions and putting all that energy and delegating it to building, working, rinsing and repeating. Um, you know, of, of course I've had self-doubt. There's been many times that I've put content out there that, um, you know, it's, it's never going to be perfect. It's never. So sometimes you just have to detach from it and put yourself out there and see what happens and then adjust to consumer feedback. Okay. Well, into that, actually, that's a really, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that there and talking about, you know, online branding engagement, um, getting the attention out there. So let's just take someone that, you know, they're, they're sitting at work today and they're pissed off and they're like, God, you know, I've really been wanting to start an online business or, or do whatever it is, right? Um, whatever niche I want to go into, I just, God, I don't know what the heck to do. Can you give some, some, maybe some tips, um, something that maybe it's some uncommon, you know, against the grain tips as well, um, that you found, Hey, this is successful. Do these two or three things that will really help you kind of get out there and get started at least in the right direction. I mean, the first thing is if you're pissed off, and you're sitting at your desk, stop being pissed off and take the, like that, again, take the energy and put it towards something that's productive. So what I would do if I was pissed off at my job is I would get off my job and I would go put in work in a different area to build something else that I wanted to do. And I would do it every single day. Super successful people know that it doesn't happen overnight. They know that it's small systems every single day that make the big success. So your habits basically define your success. So I think that if you're sitting pissed off at work, you should start implementing habits and systems every single day that are going to get you away from what you're doing and towards something that you want to be doing. Is there anything from a, you're on uh, Snapchat a lot. Is there any other platforms you find? I mean, obviously the big ones, Instagram, Snapchat and the like, but is there anything you're seeing out there that, Hey, this is where you might want to put certain energy into um, that is kind of maybe new over the last six months or year that you're seeing, or maybe it's a certain strategy or something like that. I think audio is king right now. I think people are busy and that uh, audio is, you know, it gives you time. You can do your makeup, you can cook, you can take the kids to school while you're learning and listening. There's nothing more powerful than that. So I think audible, huge podcasting, huge. Again, I think with, with podcasting, you have to have, you have to have talent. You have to have discipline. You have to have patience. You have to have, um, you know, something that says that, something in you that says that you don't give a shit what anyone else thinks because you're going to get nasty reviews. That's part of putting yourself out there. And, uh, you, you have to have consistency. And if you have that, that recipe, I think that, that podcasting is an area that's very undervalued right now and it's going to blow up. 
I think we're all so overly stimulated by scrolling with Instagram and Facebook. And I think that's obviously such an important part of your, your online resume. But if you can put yourself out there with your personality and not maybe lead with your looks or your pictures and get in people's ear and, you know, showcase your personality while also involving your community in it. I think that's a a very big recipe for success. If you, if you have a way that you can use audio to involve the community, that's probably what my main tip would be. Everyone to me, um, you know, is so focused sometimes on selling a product. I think that if you, you kind of flip it on its head and make it about the community and the value that you can give and the consistency and you, you put it into audio, there's a lot of really cool things that you can do with it. Yeah. And you guys got, by the way, you and uh, Michael, I was listening to the podcast. You guys are a riot. Um, I love, I love listening to you guys. Thank you very much. Thank (laughs) Um, you. It's good entertainment. So, um, well, to that, to that point too, is from a one of the things I haven't dove in a lot with a lot of the other um, guests I've had, but I really want your thoughts on this, especially the the kind of area you're playing in, is around ha- the relationships, having the support system. Because we talk about, hey, you don't you don't need anyone else. You kind of got to do it on your own. But let's face it, people have friends, people have family. How important is having a at least some sort of a good support system? Um, important to maybe giving people the confidence to do their own thing or get out there on their own. I mean, I think that you're certainly who you surround yourself with. I think that's so important. I, I, you need to edit who you're around. Um, you know, my husband is my teammate at the end of the day, we can, we get to go home with each other and, and strategize and talk and talk things out. And that's been really great. And I wouldn't want it any other way. I mean, the person that I married to me needs to be that kind of teammate or it wouldn't for me be a fulfilled relationship. I think this is like where a, a self-awareness comes in. And Gary V always talks about this too, is like, you have to be self-aware of what your wants and needs are. And so as far as who I surround myself with, I, I try to surround myself with my husband who's constantly thinking of new ideas. I, I surround myself with friends who, who are creative or, um, you know, super smart or well-read or whatever it is. I, I I'm constantly reading, always reading. My husband and I are always reading and sharing ideas. Um, I think, you know, the books are so important too. Um, I'm constantly learning with podcasts and I always say that like Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss and Gary Vee are my best friends. Cause I'm like listening to them all the time. I think y- it, what you surround yourself with definitely helps you take it to the next level. Um, you know, if you have people around you that are toxic or they're not interested in self growth, that's probably going to be really hard. Um, I don't think that that's your friends or family's fault though. I think it's, it all starts with you and you, you setting boundaries and you dictating what's going to work for you and what's not. If someone is draining your energy, you need to evaluate that and maybe find a way to either put that friendship on hold or maybe not, you know, do just do healthy things like take a hike. Um, I am very, very, very careful. And I keep talking about this because I am about where I spend my energy and my time. I think it's, it's so important to sit back and edit that and evaluate where you're spending time. What's been the best uh, the best book you've read in the last six months, year? That, that's kind of like a Tim Ferriss question, actually. <laughs> you I mentioned like Tim it. Ferriss, but uh, I'm just curious what uh, what you're reading. Um, there's a couple. So I just read War of Art, not Art of War, War of Art. 
And that is an unbelievable book for creatives. I would recommend everyone reads that. Um, I just wrote a blog post on the book, The Artist Way by Julia Cameron. And she talks about this thing called morning pages. And I've been doing it for the last six months and it's made such a difference. And essentially what the morning pages are is they're a mind dump every morning. So you wake up, you have your water with lemon, you meditate, whatever you do. And then you, you pull out your, your notebook and you just literally for three pages, dump your entire mind on it and you, you don't judge it. So normally when we write, we judge our work. When we speak, we judge our work with the morning pages. You just dump everything you're thinking on one spot with no judgment and no stress and no expectation. And what that does for me is it clears my mind so I can see the day clearly. Um, you know, sometimes the morning pages are like my to-do list. Sometimes it's ideas that I have. Sometimes it's about my vision. Sometimes it's about podcast guests I want. It's like, it's just everything kind of that I need to dump out of my mind on three sheets of paper. Um, so that's been another good book and that's called the artist way, like I said, and then obviously crushing it, Gary, Gary V's book. Um, he's fabulous. And, um, he just talks about where everything's going with social media. He's spot on, on all of it. Um, I'm featured in the book, which was really exciting and cool. Um, and I love Tim Ferriss. Like I said, tools of Titans, I think is something that you can go back and refer to, I'm, I'm the type of person with tools of Titans where I'll read like a couple of the blurbs, put it away and then come back to it. Um, and then I'm all, I'm always reading. I mean, um, there's so many, we're reading 48 laws of power. We're reading perennial seller. There's so many books that I have that I'm constantly referring back to and looking at. I think to me, reading is like, I think it's so important if you're, if, especially if you're going into business, I think, there's so much you can learn from history and, and from other people. And it's important to keep learning and not think that you know it all. Do you read for kind of pleasure? Obviously, it's with the business. Or do you take a lot of copious notes and kind of document stuff? You talk about the highlighter and crush it. You know, do you do that a lot still? or Only sometimes with crush it, I did take a highlighter to it. Nowadays, um, I, I'm listening to podcasts and Audible so much that I don't. But I will text myself notes like I was listening to um, a podcast the other day with Lewis Howes and I text myself a bunch of notes and I'll go back to those notes and refer to them. Um, I definitely think that it's important to take notes and also to, to highlight things like I did, but sometimes I just read for pleasure and, and there's no pressure on it. Okay. That's, that, that's really great to hear. And, and that's helpful. I think for folks, cause I always myself even know like, how, yeah, how do I, do I read the whole book through? Do I take notes or whatever? I've always challenged with that. I was never a big reader back in the, in the day. So trying, trying to change that a little bit. Um, Lauren, I know you got to go. I know you, you have a, a short time today. What, what last thing kind of what's next for you? What, what can people look out for? Um, you know, I, I love the stuff you're doing. You're getting the podcasting, those type of things, anything else, you know, cool coming on the horizon for you in 2018. Just definitely continuing to build the community. We have a Facebook group that's all women. There's like 30,000 women in there and they're connecting and doing meetups, um, which is super cool in different cities. And then we'll continue to do the podcast and maybe and eventually the Skinny Confidential product line, just rinsing and repeating, doing small habits every day to create that bigger picture. That's really awesome. Lauren, thank you so much for joining on the podcast today. I really appreciate the energy you brought and uh, it was definitely fun to speak with you. Thank you so much for having me. That was fun. Thanks again to Lauren for joining on this particular podcast. And I really appreciate the fire that she brought throughout. 
on the, the journey that she's had, right? It hasn't, it's been a unique one. It's been different. Um, but she's put in that work ethic each and every day over the last eight years to get her where she wanted to go in life. And it was great for her to share a lot of those stories. And I'm hopefully, you know, you guys will be able to take, you know, one or two little nuggets from her and be able to relate those to your own, um, your own particular journey. So with that being said, um, again, thanks again to Lauren. And if any feedback on this episode as well as others, if you guys wouldn't mind sharing, go to my website, brianondraco.com. Send me an email, brianondraco at gmail.com. It could be Instagram or Twitter, at brianondraco, or the Just Get Started podcast page on Facebook. Any one of those mediums is fine. Uh, If you did want to leave a review on iTunes or Google Play or others, that would be great as well, what you thought of this particular podcast episode or others. Thanks again for joining, and I look forward to connecting with you guys on the next episode of the Just Get Started podcast. Have a great day.